your spot. I'm do you wanna do you wanna do the honors? <gasps> sure. I'll let you slate from the beginning. Okay. Artist talks with Alan and Megan. Oh, that was that was clean. <laughs> that was clean. Nice. Well, Megan. Yes. First of all. <laughs> I'm happy that we're finally doing this. Me too. You gave me a lot of shit. I did. And then I tried to <laughs> schedule an appointment with you. And then it's almost like, are you a star or something? I that felt you don't bad. It hit right during the Tempest, you know. So, it's almost like if you had had me on earlier, we wouldn't have run into no. these things. <laughs> well, that is kind of true. Exactly. Uh, um, so, how was the Tempest? It was really good. Yeah? Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. It was nice to go back to LMU and do a show. Right, because there's, there's this thing that do Shakespeare on the Bluff, for those who you don't know. It's like a like a summer kind of mm-hmm. show plays. And you'll, but you said it was only two days. That, was, that, that kind of sucked. Huh? Yeah, it was a really short run. Typically, in past years before COVID, um, and I don't know, they kept it up during COVID over Zoom, and I don't know what the run was like then, but... I know Blake wasn't in it, and it was not. <laughs> Zoom shows are hard. No. no. Just always but before covid they would do three days so you do two days at lmu and then you would do a third like at a park that wasn't on lmu's campus and that was a lot of fun yeah i remember i did pericles yeah um i don't know why they got rid of that if maybe it was just harder to coordinate that with you never did the show outside yeah well now you have a new venue too exactly we have Mm -hmm. the pretty stage but i don't know why we couldn't do then just three shows at the Drawlinger stage. Um, COVID still, maybe? Maybe. And, I mean, the perk is with two nights. Your audience is packed. Yeah. Both nights, that was nice. So. Yeah, that is nice. Yeah. And it's good that you well, you get to do your best every night, and it's different. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, I feel like normally I have kind of a closing night slump, just like always, uh-huh. like since I was little. And this was the first time I didn't have that because it didn't feel like closing night. It yeah. felt like night two. Cool. <laughs> Cool. Well, that brings me to my first question. Oh, wow. um, so you know, you you you're passionate about what you do. You're you're an actor. You you. It seems like you you really love acting. <laughs> I'm curious. Like, when was that sparked born in you? Like, mm. when did you realize as a kid or like younger adult or whatever that that this was like, oh, this is so fun. This yeah. is like my thing. That's hard because I'm very lucky in that I started acting in like fourth grade. Okay. Um, we had a really, really awesome theater program at my grade school. So mm. you could audition for the plays starting in fourth grade and until you're in eighth grade. Um, and they were really good caliber plays, like for really? a grade school. I mean, for what they were. Sure. They were pretty good. And I feel like Katie, our director, who I love dearly was she still. like a mentor to you yeah she she was actually a good family friend um uh, outside of it so i kind of knew her vaguely sure. she, like before i started and then i auditioned and i got in and it was a lot of fun and but was back, there like something that happened specifically maybe a day or something that that literally just changed your perspective or was it like an accumulation of things I think it was an accumulation of things because I think I first started doing it because I was just a very involved kid. Oh, really? I played all three sports that my school offered. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I, you know, even before I was old enough to play school sports, my parents had me involved in soccer and gymnastics and like yeah. everything I could do. So when it came about that, oh, you're in fourth grade now, you can audition for drama club, you can get into a show. I was like, well, absolutely. It's another thing. I have to try absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um, and I'm really grateful for that because I got to try a lot of different things. 
Um, so when I was younger, it was everything. It was mm-hmm. I played sports and I did theater and I did Irish dancing and different Irish like, dancing. <laughs> yeah. How what like with the <laughs> with the little tappy thing? Yeah. You know how to do that? Yeah. I did it for Could you show? Oh my god, no. <laughs> Wait, no. What? Do you have videos or something? Like yeah, that? I'll look for pictures. I have some really good photos and like the crazy what? costumes and really? wigs. And I, and I think I saw an Instagram video of someone who like went super viral doing yeah, some kind of Irish. Yeah, like hard shoe. Did you see that video? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was viral. Anyway, um, so so you f- fourth grade acting. That's everything. Cool. Like everything. Just... I did so many things, and I didn't kind of know which one I loved yet, but I knew I really liked yeah. theater. Like I knew it made me happy. So then, like, when did you were like, when, when when did you go? Okay, I'm gonna do the. I'm gonna major in theater arts. That was later on, because I kind of kept doing a lot until high school. Yeah. My first two years of high school, I did theater, and I played soccer, and I, like, for my high school, and played club soccer outside. Cool. And I, like, led retreats. I was still kind of, like, had my, you know, toe in a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. And then my junior year, I kind of had to make a choice. Yeah. Because I'd only done the straight plays before. Straight plays meaning like drama? Yeah, like we had a fall play and a spring musical. And the spring musical conflicted with soccer, so I never did it. But my junior year... But you've always loved singing, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. My junior year, I was like, I really want to do the musical. Maybe it's time for me to give up soccer. One of these things makes me a lot happier than the other. As much as I loved soccer, like when I was younger, it just wasn't... Yeah, it was just like a discipline. Making me as happy as theater did. So I had to make the choice. And it was very scary because this sounds so silly. Okay. But at my high school, soccer tryouts were before musical auditions. And I knew I would make the soccer team. I knew I was going to be the varsity goalie if I, like... Oh, you were a goalie. mm -hmm, If I tried out. I knew that was... So that was like an easy thing. I had not been in the musicals yet. I had only done the plays. Yeah. So it was very scary because I had to give up soccer before the audition even happened for the musical. Yeah, like surrendering this, like, like, like in order to do what you love, you have yeah. to, like, surrender what you know. Like, in a perfect yeah. world, if I had gotten to pick, they would have been the same week. So if I didn't make the musical, I could have just done soccer and it would have been fine. But I couldn't do that. So wow. I, I worked my little butt off. I, like, uh-huh. made my mom get me singing lessons to, like, prepare really? my audition. Oh, and how like, lovely that your family supported it. They're really cool. Yeah. Cool Shout out to everything. your parents. Yeah. <laughs> no, truly. So I gave up soccer and I went for the musical. And I think that was, like, the first time I really confronted. Right. This makes me happy. Like, yeah. I love this. And, and it was never, like... Uh, a problem in your in your family whether you wanted to pursue like they, they were always oh my god they were so cool yeah. i i was more worried about it than my mom cool when i realized that i wanted to be a theater major yeah. i sobbed in the car with her and i was like the only like presentation that made me happy was the theater people but i can't do that i can't do that and she was like why not yeah <laughs> like what are you what are you talking about and yeah. i was like well it's unstable blah blah and she this was like, is junior year yeah this wow. is my junior year they have this like college night at si yeah. and you go and you listen to jesuit colleges you listen to the uc system and then they have like some specific majors kind of represented mm-hmm. and performing arts was one of them and there was a guy cool. um who was a theater professor and he talked to us and i was just like yeah yeah like, like i love this. every part of your brain yeah that you love and i like sobbed in the car with my mom oh. afterward because i was like I, I can't do that yeah what 
there's no way. And yeah. she was like, why? Wh- who made you think that? Like, yeah. yes, you can. Like, do it. Absolutely. Essentially. She printed out a bunch of stuff for me. It was like all the profession professions that love theater majors. Like, what you can do with a wow. theater major. Every th- skill that you learn studying theater. That like, is so nice. Yeah, she's a very cool person. That is so <laughs> nice. That's such a, you have such a sweet, sweet mom. Yeah. Um, I, well, I was going to say, though, like, it, it does feel like... Well, I've been thinking about lately mm-hmm. about this um, idea that we go through checkpoints in our lives, mm-hmm. right? Like, there are definitive moments where you have to make a choice, and that choice kind of gets you more on your path. Or, I mean, either choice maybe gets you on your path, yeah. if you think about it, right? Like, because if you make the wrong choice, then... There's no wrong choice. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. whole thing. But, but like, this checkpoints, right? So, like... I mean, fourth grade one, this, yeah. this, this, even making the decision to go to college for one. And like you said something about like you had to uh, forgo the idea of like making it to the soccer team, which was something safe. Yeah, me. it was very yeah, safe. I feel like I'm, I'm currently in a spot where I've been, you could say, going through a checkpoint. Okay, I graduated a year mm-hmm. ago. There's like you know we're growing up we're becoming a little more adults more responsibilities but i had something safe like at the beginning of the year i was working with a theater company Mm -hmm. this felt like oh i'm I'm on something you were used to right something i'm used to and and it's like a nice like theater and stuff but then like something in me was like you just like oh wait this is if i love doing acting why am i not loving what's happening here and like i had to let go of that and then now jump into this unknown again and which be, is scary. Which is super scary. Yeah. And then it gets scarier when you think you're alone on that. Yeah. Right? Definitely. Because I feel like through this past two months, I've realized how many people around me are just trying to figure it out. Yeah. Nobody knows. And we don't have to know. No. We don't have right. to. Like, I think, like, my mom being so supportive with mm-hmm. me choosing to be a theater major, she's been like that with everything. Like, she's always so good about reminding me, like... You don't have to be settled. You don't have no. to figure it out. When you say yes to a job, to a school, to anything, I mean, this goes back, but I remember when I was choosing which high school I went, wanted yeah. to go to because I applied to, like, kind of all the Catholic schools. Oh, my... you applied to high school in here? Yeah, because I, I did go to private and okay. Catholic school, so there's, like, an application Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, I um, applied, but I didn't know if it was the same thing. Yeah, okay. so it's similar, and I didn't know which one I was going to go to, and you know, she was like, we'll always let you transfer if you don't like it. Awesome. That doesn't have to be your choice forever. Like, yeah. don't let the permanency of it stop yeah. you from making a choice. Well, like they say, impermanence is the only constant in life. Like, change. Change, I think. Yeah, but, but impermanence is <laughs> yeah, like, the, the, yeah. the, the, like, nothing is permanent, right? Exactly. So, mm-hmm. And that really, like, I have to remind myself all the time because I'm not as good about thinking about totally. that as my mom is at reminding me of it. But it's the same thing. It's like just because you chose to be a part of that theater company and you really yeah. liked it at first, but then it wasn't really serving you. Yeah. Okay, you move on. You move on. And it's so funny because okay. like, because <laughs> the world or like the environment where you surround yourself can make you think that you won't be okay yeah. if you do this like i found <laughs> that, that happened to me yeah. like i was in a situation where like are you sure you want to quit this yeah. like this could be a really good opportunity yeah. i'm like you know what and that's like that's the point yeah. where, like i think when we do that jump into those checkpoints or like those decisions i feel that that's when we start following really for real our dreams mm-hmm. and like when things really start happening yeah 
And two, you can't, if you were to look at every opportunity you had or every choice you have to make as like yeah. picking the wrong one is going to close doors and right. like that's so unhelpful. Oh, and like, like if it's, that, all, it's all a matter of like, perspective because you can so say unhelpful. that about anything. Like, yeah. You go, oh, well, um, I did this, but then it, it it's feeling good, but that closed that other door and you can say that for the, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, it's like whatever path you go on is going to be your path. Yeah. One, you're not going to know the other one, which is really nice, really helpful. Right. Um, and two, it's like, you are still the same person. You're right. going to meet a whole other set of people if you go this way. Right. And they're going to open doors and be great for you. And you're going to create those yeah. relationships. And you wouldn't have them if yeah. you had picked the one that is supposedly... Yeah, and like, like in situations... Because that, that's so true. And then like situations where like you have... Say you have pressure. Mm -hmm. Like you, you have a deadline to make this choice by tomorrow. Let's say very dramatic, oh, right? Goodness. But so like... <laughs> right? And then, like, you don't know, really. Like, you're trying to ask your intuition. Please, God, give me signs yeah. or whatever. But nothing's happening. At the end of the day, making a choice and, like, committing to it, it's the right choice. Exactly. Right? There are no wrong... Like, there's not a wrong choice. Like, yeah. your path is your path. And if you start to go down the rabbit hole of yeah. what if, you're going to be so unhappy yeah. with every choice you've made, even if those choices have brought you joy yeah. and like good things. If you always consider the alternative too much, you're that's exhausting. Yeah, you just get stuck. But yeah. uh, Megan, this brings me to, I, I'm curious as to like, uh, are there artists that, you really admire within your field or outside your Ooh. field of create, creative field? <laughs> That's a really good question. I'm trying to think. Um, like if we're thinking actors, um, what are like a top five actors that you like look at them and you're like, I want some of my acting to emulate that. Yeah. Um, I think people that are really honest and open to being silly and not tied to like the like, serious acting or yeah something like, like I love like this is such a basic answer but I truly love Beanie Feldstein and Saoirse Ronan in Lady Bird like they are so yeah. silly together and of course Saoirse Ronan also is like very heartfelt and meaningful right moments that are breathtaking Um, but I love that. And I love that you can tell that there was fun or I guess you can't tell, but you'd hope that there was fun. Yeah. I think that's why I like Florence Pugh so much as well. Mm. I think she makes such interesting choices that aren't tied to being the pretty girl actor. They're tied to whatever is more, happening. More, most honest to the story. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think, I mean, even Timothy Chalamet, like going, mm. like, I feel like I've picked people who have all worked together and are all very similar. Well, it makes sense. But <laughs> are there like, uh, yeah, so like, do you have, do you also look into male actors as an inspiration? Yeah, I think it, like, it doesn't matter which. It doesn't really, like, yeah. just the artist itself. Mm -hmm. So, so you said, um, f what's her name again? Fierce? Beanie Feldstein, ben Saoirse Ronan, mm -hmm. um, who else did I say? Florence Pugh. And Florence Pugh. I love Florence Pugh. Uh -huh. Yeah. And was 
so outside of acting, are there other people that you look at up to, or like I don't know, maybe singers or mm. musicians, or outside of music, like artists? Like I mean, people? I love Taylor Swift. Yeah, I truly love her. Yeah. Um. What does she do for you? <laughs> like, I'm curious. Like, what is like? Because I feel like a lot of people feel that way. Like yeah. Taylor Swift, but Taylor Swift plays a different role in every person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what does it do to you? What I mean, she. she just writes such good songs and I think they're uh -huh. such clever lyrics and I Clint and I were just talking about this the other day like no matter what you're feeling oh. you can look up a Taylor Swift fall playlist or Taylor Swift sad Taylor Swift pump up and she simply has something for it yeah like her, 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 her breath of work is so broad wow um, but I also I think it's a nostalgia thing for me too like I loved Taylor Swift when I was like a little fourth grader, yeah. like doing theater. I remember yeah, they were in our rehearsals, we, you know, we were taught like, you have to be quiet. You have to be like well-behaved. Like when it's not your time to learn your blocking, you need to bring something to entertain yourself. Sure. So you're not distracting. And I always brought my little iPod chromatic. It was purple. Oh, cool. Um, and it had a bunch of Taylor Swift on it. Yeah. And I still listen to those songs now as a 23 year old. Yeah. Do they bring you back to this moment or are there like new memories being planted there? I think both. Yeah. Like, with her, a very good example is her re-releases, because she's oh, yeah. re-releasing all of her music, so she owns it, which is very cool. Why? Because it's part of it was part of the production? Because she did not own her music. Her, um, there's a lot of, we could go into the, yeah. like, yeah. Oh, there's just well, a lot, just like, yeah, Scooter Braun, like, owned her music, and she wanted to own it for herself, so she could, Got yeah. It. And there, that was not a good relationship. All oh, right, and she doing new yeah. like things so that we release. No, she's for the most part keeping them very authentic, so wow. people have the same songs. But I mean, her voice is definitely stronger, and what she's doing is pretty cool: is re-releasing or not re-releasing, releasing songs she wrote during those times that didn't make it on the album. No way! Oh my gosh! Yes. I love that. I love yes. when artists. Do it that. was so cool. They're called her like from the vault tracks. Yeah. They're and, always stuff going on, uh, like vaults. It's so going cool, yeah. but I can I can remember listening to Red for the first time when I was in eighth grade, and it came out. Red, mm -hmm, her album. It's okay. just like an example, sure, sure. and I now have new memories with that album mm. when she re-released it, and yeah. you know the from the vault tracks and the new songs. Like, yeah. I have both of those kind of times in my life immortalized, like. I was in eighth grade when she first released it, and she was 22 when that mm. album came out. And then I was 22 when she re-released it. Oh, cool. You know, like, I feel... Yeah. So Taylor Swift, so, I look up to. Isn't that was a like, very long-winded way. <laughs> but I, that's... A, no, great. Thank you for saying that, because I do feel like... I just was thinking about, like, the idea of success and, like, mm. what makes an artist successful or, like, what, in my opinion, because everyone has their own idea of success. Yeah. But, like, that that's one of the things. It's, like... Being able to create work or an artwork that is trans that transcends time, yeah, and like all kinds of like it speaks to people from all walks of life. <laughs> and it's so silly to think of what I thought I understood <laughs> listening right. to those songs right. like, when I was so young, and it was so meaningful. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, yes, so true, Taylor." And now but I listen to them, and I'm like. Yeah, so yeah. true, but oh my god, 8th grade Megan was being silly. I hear you, I hear you. And, and listen, I think it's also, uh, it's just so, something with, with their lives. Like, mm -hmm. you can look at a, it's like when you watch a movie when you were a kid, and like, it had such a, like, an imprint in your head. 
But then you go rewatch it now, and it's like, what? why did I like that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we, there's perspective, mm-hmm. subjective, you know, experience. And that doesn't diminish the experience you had. Totally. You know? Totally. Like, I don't think any of Taylor Swift's eighth grade fans are any less important than I am. They love no, her music for their reasons. Well, and it's easy for me to be like, oh, I was being silly. But no, that meant a lot to me then, and yeah, I love and, that. And, that, and that's the beauty of it. That's yeah. the beauty of it. Um, so this brings me to another segue. I, 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 <laughs> um, I just, uh, I've been thinking about when the idea of like what people think of, of us, mm. of like when people see you, what do they think of you and the idea of reputation and image and like, um, so sometimes I wonder whether we should stand up for ourselves or let our actions speak for themselves. So I'm curious to see what you think, because it's like, I can put you as, I mean, let me just ask the question rather than put the scenario. Because if I put the scenario, then I'm like, well, I'm not, you know. Yeah. Um, So yeah, when someone judges you Mm. outside of, you know, they don't know you, whatever, they're judging a book by its cover. um, What do you... What do you do? With, what do you think you should do with regards to that? That is so hard. Mm-hmm. Like that, I feel like is something I'm still very actively working on, even though I am, you know, 23 oh, and totally, growing up and totally. all of that. But I think you just have to really think about what you care about. Like whose opinions matter to you? Is it this person who has chosen judgment as their first Mm -hmm. go-to thing? Or do the people who you love, do their opinions matter? And who know, you know, that you're a good person or that you're talented or whatever you think they know about you. Whose opinions are you placing higher in your mind? And how do those opinions serve you how much do anyone's opinions need to serve well, that's you even was, the people who love you exactly like how much should you prioritize even people's uh, the people that you love yeah opinion? like how much because i i struggle with that like mm-hmm. I, I i mean there's a line where that bleeds in and then i'm like wait i'm not loving myself and i'm yeah. actually i'm i'm actually seeking someone that i love like their validation their, their validation and it's like why yeah i think it's hard because that is a fine balance for me Mm -hmm. where i always want to positively affect the people i love i don't want to hurt them in any way or you know disappoint them. them um but on the other side of that i have to just let my actions and my mm-hmm relationships with them speak for themselves i i can't control how they feel regardless of what i do um and that's really hard and i feel like that's something i've gotten better at as i've gotten older especially Mm -hmm. in college like living with people i feel like you learn a lot about yourself in that way but it's definitely difficult well and the more (laughs) yeah the more you grow into your skin yeah like the more you realize like well I'm actually really I enjoy doing that or like yeah. even like little things like that or like oh I, I love how I look today mm-hmm. or like not, I'm just talking about superficial but like or even things that you realize about yourself yeah. or like I'm a very empathetic person or something mm-hmm. like that I think they also help you because I also think that yeah you want you want to care to a certain extent of what the people that you love 
think of a situation when you need, like you need perspective. Yeah. Like, so you know, you make mistakes and you want to know <laughs> yeah. what, like, right? But what, to what degree? Like, yeah. And I think yeah. too, it's, it's trusting the people you care about. Yeah. Because if I'm constantly worried that they don't like me or that yeah. they're lying to me, it's like, that's not a very high opinion to yeah. have of the people you love, you yeah. know? Like, you've got to trust them. Absolutely. And, mm -hmm. and let me ask you this, and I hope I'm not putting you in the spot, but, like, <laughs> how do you build trust with those people? I think just through action. Like, I know that's, you know, it mm -hmm. seems kind of obvious, but if I have a problem with someone, right. I hope that they expect me to come to them, and I hold myself to that standard instead of letting it fester or talking behind people's back. Mm -hmm. If someone I love is doing something that you know, we disagree on if I go to them and talk to them about it and we move and at on, least, like voice your opinion mm -hmm. on the matter, like not like swallow it up. Yeah. And just like be, Oh yeah, exactly. And I kind of trust that if I'm sharing how I'm feeling and being honest and open and opening that line of dialogue, yeah. hopefully that they'll meet me there too. So then I right. can know, okay, if they have a problem with me or they want to talk to me about something, yeah. I hope that they feel that they can do that as yeah. well um, in terms of trust. Absolutely. Oh, and there's a, this reminds me because what you were saying, the, and what they think and to, to also learning with, with the whole realm of things, like um, understanding how to not take their opinions necessarily personally, mm -hmm. like being able to meet someone in a middle ground where like you're listening openly and at the same time you're not Because they might say things that you're not agreeing with or, like, things that maybe affect you personally. Yeah. Like, they talk about something that triggers something. And then you're, like, how to listen openly and go back and, like, yeah, wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm, because yeah. I do feel, like, finding that ground and finding the cohesion, like, communion does build trust. Mm -hmm. And it happens on many levels. Like, I, with my friends, I used to build a lot of trust, quote-unquote, um, <laughs> talking about our relationships. Mm, like, yeah. I felt like I... I, I, I felt so intimate sharing like my experiences and their mm -hmm. them sharing our and like this is when we were like 16 years old yeah. so like it's funny because we're also <laughs> going through a lot of hormonal changes so it's like you know yeah. what's going on right so and and i and i wonder like how do how we keep doing this because i feel like we change where there's yeah i think it's what yeah it's hard but knowing I think there's a difference in knowing where someone is coming from mm -hmm. and understanding that that doesn't excuse things or that doesn't change their behavior in terms of, you know, how you deserve to be treated and what you expect in right. your relationships. And I think that was a really hard one for me. Oh, really? Yeah. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah. Example? Just, you know, if, if you know that, you know, someone's going through this thing and, they're lashing out at you and things aren't going well in your relationship, but you, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. They're having a hard day. It's like, obviously there's so much room for empathy and understanding what's going on and why they're acting that way. But separate from that, mm. that doesn't mean they get to yell at you. That doesn't mean they get no. to. So you also almost ask for that respect. Yeah. It's saying like, okay, I know you're having a really hard day. I get why this is happening. I don't choose to be, on the receiving end of that like i'm sorry yeah. but no um you yeah you feel like there was an, uh, an opportunity where you were like a, a punching back or yeah something. and 
knowing that it's okay to express that it's okay to say like that's not working mm-hmm. <laughs> um but that's really hard especially i was a big people pleaser my whole uh-huh. and i Same. still am <laughs> but yeah. working I, on it yeah really working nice. on it for sure where it's like no i i can say when i'm upset i can say when something's bothering me and i do think i'm decent at doing it respectfully and well yeah. and so it breeds open communication absolutely and, and that, no that reminds me like I, I i remember at a certain point i mean it's kind of related but like you you and i were talking about how like people like it bothered you that people always thought you were super nice or that, <laughs> that you always had this like nice like hi yeah but that no longer is i feel that you've become more comfortable in like sharing how you feel about certain things and yeah i think i've i've definitely gotten less scared of confrontation mm. i still want I don't, i don't want people to think i'm not nice i think no well <laughs> But again, I'm like horrible. You, you show it with your actions, like just yeah. your, your candidness. Your but I think my issue with that is people have always thought it was almost superficial oh. how nice I was, and when I realized that, like I like became friends with people, and they're like, "Yeah, I don't know if I really liked you at first because I thought like everything was positive and you never had a dark mm. day, and you're just and that is not the case." yeah so i think like what you were talking yeah. about sharing things with people in high school right. it's that same thing it's like i don't have to put my bad days on other people but i'm sure it's helpful for everyone to share when you're feeling and lonely you, or hope exactly so. like, for yeah. sake. <laughs> like things don't have to be positive all the time and your friends are still gonna love you yeah um, especially the real friends yeah always be there. and it's like what you were talking about saying how comforting it was knowing that nobody has it figured out right now and everybody's yeah. kind of in this moment of flux and and honestly like I'm, i almost wonder like i think there's always going to be a thing to figure out yeah. Like, oh, God. Like, I hope so. Yeah, It'd be boring. Right? right? <laughs> yeah, if we had all the answers. Yeah. Um, totally. Well, thank you for, thank you for, for your answers. Um, there is um, maybe another question that I kind of wanted to dabble a little on. Dabble. Because I've been thinking about, like, transcendental experiences. Ooh, okay. Like, you mentioned the word retreat in our conversation. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, so I'm like... Probably for soccer retreats that you were doing or something like that. You, you said something about that. Anyway. Um, I want to know what a soccer retreat looks no, like, that, What would that look like? Yeah, maybe yeah. vacation or something. Yeah. Uh, um, have you ever thought about, like, has it ever crossed your mind to, mm. to do, like, a spiritual retreat of some sort? Hmm. Or, or a spiritual ritual? Like, maybe yeah. you go and you go to a shaman and then you eat shrooms or like some <laughs> kind of mystical oh drug um i would say that in this moment right now i don't think i feel the need to do that but that's not to say i'd be close to it i grew up going to catholic school and i went on a lot of retreats you know we had a seventh grade retreat we had an eighth grade retreat you have a you what know, do they do in those retreats oh my gosh <laughs> you kind of just like talk about religion and god and experiences and you share in small groups and mm-hmm. there are moments where it feels a bit like are we equipped to have all these seventh graders share about the saddest thing that's happened to them like maybe that's mm. not the vibe but 
all that to say, I've, I've gone to a lot of retreats in my life because in high school we had them too, and those were a bit more positive. Mm. <laughs> and not that the grade school ones weren't. It's just looking back on them. Maybe too intense. Like, whoa. <laughs> they were in beautiful places. Mm. Like, I loved going there. I helped lead them when I was in high school. We That's like, what you need. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. That's what you're saying. Okay. So my grade school, because I went through a Catholic K-8 through school, mm-hmm. so I was with the same people yeah. for nine years. And then when you graduate, if when you're in high school, you go back and you helped with like the confirmation retreat that happens for the seventh graders and that program, mm-hmm. then at the end of it, they would take us to Rome our senior year, what? which is pretty cool. So Did I got you to, to do travel that. the city as well. Yeah, we went to Rome. We saw a bunch of really cool places. It awesome. was it's like not 10 lo- days. Like only about the no, like no, 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 like no. It was really cool. So I did that. Um, and those were honestly really positive experiences. Mm. I feel like I'm very lucky in that, yes, I went to a Catholic school, but it mm. was in San Francisco. So it was still fairly liberal. Like, I honestly did not realize how negative Catholicism well, this could be me, yeah. <laughs> until I was older. Oh, here's the thing, too. Like, yeah, besides the whole, like, situation with, like, power of use and, like... Yeah. Uh, whatever they've done to kids putting that all aside yeah um it is interesting to question these things of, of what, how we grow up because there's a lot mm-hmm. of people out there who grew up catholic and yeah. they're like well i don't identify more with religion and yeah. that, that. but i read something uh, recently that really like sparked up my thinking more so it's from this book called the road less travel i don't know if you heard it it's by this psychologist he passed anyway psychiatrist that's what it is um but he was saying that a lot of our negative like we all have a spirituality and some sort of set of beliefs whether Mm -hmm. you're an atheist or whatever you believe in there's there's something that you can like a spiritual sense yeah anyway to not um get too caught up on that it's like uh he does talk about how like our relationship to religion or spirituality depends a lot of how we grew up with like, yeah like how we were exposed to it and there's a lot of parents out there who like without knowing because it's like word of mouth kind of like how it spread as well in capitalism yeah. like instilling the idea of fear of yeah like or like <laughs> or like yes. almost like going to church just because you have to go to church yeah and then almost creating a habit out of it but you're not really being faithful by mm-hmm. like th- there's not a practice of real faith yeah you know that's kind of how it felt for me growing up like my family like went to church semi-regularly like not a crazy amount but you know it it happened especially on holidays and Mm -hmm. you know we'd try and for me religion was always more about community like i right i i did like going to a school that was only 60 kids in a grade two classes of 30 that Right, you right, know, right, was right. the and same. I, we knew like, all the other families. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like the retreats, not for necessarily the religious part of it, but for the community aspect. Yeah. And it let me stay connected to people who didn't go to the same high school as me, um, but that I had known yeah. for that whole time. But your your parents were never the kind who like forced you to read the Bible. Oh my god, no. No, and I feel like in in a lot of ways, that's why I didn't have as negative of a relationship with religion. But on the other side of that, it also made it a lot easier for me to step away from when I really did confront 
the negative impact that it's had on so many people. Like, I, I don't necessarily want to align myself no, with I mean, a religion that's used for so much. Absolutely. But that doesn't mm. mean, because then, like, people also make the assumption, like, sure, don't, don't like, um, associate with an organized religion. Mm-hmm. Or not. But it doesn't mean that there's not a spiritual self that you have yet to nurture throughout yeah, your life. Definitely. Because a lot of, like, physical problems, like... <laughs> he was telling about these cases, and I've been reading on other stu- uh, sites that, like, like stress disorders or like mental health disorders, coming from a place of not even of like being overwhelmed by the vastness of the universe and like the lack of, say, spirituality, quote unquote, in your life. And I know I'm sounding pretty preachy right now. But, no, but, I. But you know what I mean, like. I think that's that's a little. It seems a little dangerous to me to, like, it feels like someone could use that to say that if people believed in God, they wouldn't struggle. And totally. I don't totally no, think no, no. that. But I get where you're coming but from. But it's not, <laughs> and it's not God. That's the yeah. thing. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about, you could believe in science. Mm-hmm. Science can be your spirituality. Yeah. But, but the idea that we, it's not like it goes on check on your list of yeah. things to to go through in life. That's what at least I, I come to learn. I, I mean, that's where religion comes from. It comes from our desire to explain things and to understand the right. world. So, I mean, I do totally understand where he's coming from, where when you don't have some sort of way of thinking about the world, it can get very overwhelming. If you don't have a way to, you know, yeah, think about why things happen. But I don't, I don't think you need one either. Like, I don't think prescribing that to people is gonna fix things either you know that was a very convoluted answer mm-hmm. i don't know if i helped no 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 totally, totally. <laughs> How, yeah and, and and it doesn't help it necessarily because I, I mean i'm not talking about mental health necessarily like well mental health disorders but like um yeah like you you cannot tell someone like necessarily with depression like hey um start working on your spirituality just like that because it's, it's it's also like a hard like kind of thing but it is funny because the examples in the cases that he uses are people suffering with like depression or like psychotic disorders of not like again not like go read god no 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 it's almost like what do you believe in ask the question more like that yeah. like what in you do you believe in if you don't believe in anything and you just think that the things we we were born and we die okay then that's your belief but you're clear with it like it's almost like people don't even ask the question and it's hard it's scary to ask it is it is very scary that's why i'm also trying to have a conversation about it because i'm trying to find at least a source of middle ground for Mm -hmm. like conversations about it because it's like it's so hard to talk about it we don't constantly talk about it it's uh, one of the kind of, like, taboo. Like, I don't know right? if when you were little, like, it was always like, okay, like, don't to be polite, you don't talk about God, you don't talk about politics, you don't talk about, like, you know, you don't... They told you that in your family? Not necessarily in my family, but it was just kind of like Like the a, status quo of the... Of you the, just know, like, yeah. that's not a polite thing to bring up. You don't bring up money. You don't bring up God. You don't bring up... That's crazy. You know? Yeah. Which is silly. Because that leads to, like, the money thing. It leads to a bunch of young people not knowing no, how to No financial literacy. Do, yeah, but the like, same thing <laughs> happens with, like, with yeah. our belief system. We're, like, lost. And all we do is, like, absorb from, like, what our parents told yeah. us. Or, like, what this 
thing George you know what I mean I think you can't be scared to talk about it but you do have to respect that it's such a loaded thing for so many people that them saying like they don't believe in God and they don't want to talk about it I'm like yeah great right please that is fine like if you're you know? a, a completely like a wall then like why would you even but I don't even know if that makes them a wall I think that's where I struggle no, like, like a wall like they have a boundary of like yeah yeah but it's like I think you've got to be open to talking about how people feel but in being open you have to think that they might say that having a belief system about the world isn't going to solve anything for them right. and if that's their perspective on it great you right. know <laughs> like that's kind of just as good a perspective i very much get what this doctor was talking about and i i think to me it more alludes to the fact that so much kind of work in therapy has to start like with yourself and your own sphere of thinking and i get that but i don't i don't know if i agree that figuring out a spiritual belief system for i mean obviously for some folks that's going to really help but for others, it's not. Like, and I don't think anything can be a catch-all band-aid. No. You know? I, I don't think so either. Yeah. But it's interesting to think about. Mm-hmm. But spirituality is weird and unique and mm-hmm. flowing. Yeah. Um, well, that brings us to, to the the end of our, of our <laughs> chat. Um, You're done with me. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I do, I do want to do, before we run out of time, I mm-hmm. do want to do the, the little game that oh, we're yeah, planning yeah. on okay. doing. Okay, good. Um, good. And what was it again? Okay, like, so, okay. so we're doing some, some something kind of fun and creative. But, it's, it's like mm-hmm. one word story. Okay. And it's like done in groups, but we can do it, two of us. And it's like, you do it when you're little in like okay. theater camp. And everybody says a word and you create a story. So you get to say a word, and I get to say a word, and then it goes back and forth. And hopefully, by the end, we've created a story. Oh, okay, so like, for instance, I say chocolate, and then you say another word, and then, then mm-hmm. I say another word, and we create a story? Yeah. Like, a lot of times, you start with, like, once upon a time, mm. or like, you know. Uh, do you want to start? Yeah. Okay, ready? Okay. Um, and it goes for, like, As how- long as you want it to go. We'll probably reach a natural end. Okay, okay, okay. You go, you go. Okay. Once. Upon a time. (laughs) Oh, it's just one word. (laughs) It's one word. Here, I'll I'll start it with once upon a time, and then we'll go. Got it. Okay, once upon a time. Luke. Went. To. The. Forest. To. Eat. Mushrooms. And apples but the apples were rotten (gasps) (laughs) luke was very terrified and sick he started to trip and vomit all the apples the shit the sorry no that's perfect the apples (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the shrooms but something happened in his head 
he started to see aliens with horns and balloons. So he hugged the aliens <laughs> and pissed himself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So the shrooms didn't work. And that's our story, folks. Wow. wow. Okay. Luke went to the forest. He ate mushrooms and apples. Apples were rotten. He vomited. But he saw aliens. Okay. Pissed himself. Shrooms didn't work. Okay. Please. One more. One okay, more. Okay, okay. But, but maybe we try. I had another idea. Okay. Please. What if I give you a theme. Okay. And you say a sentence. And then I say a sentence. Okay. Yeah. But like But are they connected? Are sentences? Should they? Yeah, let's make them yeah. connect. Like it's still like a story, but instead of But like one longer word. form. Okay. And then I'll give you a theme. Cool. Give me a theme. Theme is penguins showering in milk's chocolate. Wow. Okay. Once upon a time, there's a group of penguins yeah. who came across a magic building in the middle of their iceberg. Yeah. The iceberg was melting because of climate change. So the penguins hurried inside their hut. Inside the hut. Things were different. They realized that their showers weren't normal. No, no, they weren't. They actually had like little, like very funny looking uh spouts Ooh, okay. that would like massage their booties <laughs> and their wings oh, wow. very and Good they would make them. sounds like oh. <laughs> can you do that one more time <laughs> <laughs> the penguins were all too scared to try the showers except one penguin timothy 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 was so brave mm -hmm. He was so brave, he went inside a shower, opened the water docks of, that came straight from the iceberg, and replaced it with... <gasps> Milk chocolate. The best kind. What's the best kind? It's like Khalifa Farms kind of best kind. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, so Luke showered in that chocolate. And he showered so well, so well. that Good he shower. Absolutely. He became a penguin made out of chocolate. <gasps> He gave the Easter Bunny a run for his money around exactly. Easter basket time. And then came the sea lion and ate him. Oh, crap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, Good job. Thank you. Oh, man, it's been so <laughs> wonderful having you. It's oh, thanks, great. Alan. Thank you for sharing your perspectives. Thanks for your, having me. Your thoughts. Yeah, no, absolutely. It was, it was totally a pleasure. Is <laughs> I there can anything? talk forever. Yeah. Is there <laughs> any, anything else you want to tell our, our listeners? No. <laughs> that was so anticlimactic. Come on. Okay. Um, be nice to people, especially people who work in the service industry. Uh, tip them well. Also, be an actor. Be whatever you want to be. Don't be scared to do that.
Amen. <laughs> hey, awesome. <laughs>